everyone. Welcome to a new episode of the Fashion Grunge Pod. I'm Lauren. And I'm Jules. Oh, we're doing a new kind of, this is just throw it against the wall and see if it sticks because we just have a lot of thoughts about a lot of random shit happening right now. So I really wanted to start this with that Clash song, the Know Your Rights, where they're like, this is a public service announcement with guitar. <laughs> like, I really wanted that to be the intro and I really wanted the outro to be uh, transmission by Joy Division. Yes. Um, just because that's so cool. But for copyright reasons, uh, maybe I'll sing it. <laughs> And I'll record it. And that'll be it. It'll be like a really bad recording. I'll do like a really bad cover of both. (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah, you should. Jules does all of the music, the intros and like outros and stuff for the show anyway. I was going to ask you, I was like, do you have more random instrumentals? I need like just some new instrumentals for like ads I'm going to do. I I need some like random shit. Nice. Okay, cool. So look forward to that. Look forward to that. So we have a lot of, we have a bunch of things on the the docket today, but the first thing is, I know this is going to be kind of weird for you all since we usually talk about 90s movies and, uh, you know, alternative rock and grunge, but like, we like reality TV like the rest of the fucking world, so we're going to talk about Love is Blind, because that just came out today and we watched both of the new episodes, so I guess that's episode, what, 10 and 11? Yeah, yep, 10 and 11. (sighs) Okay, so where, where should we start? What are you feeling? I mean... Obviously, I'm going to put a timestamp for people who don't watch the show, but if you do watch it, then you can hear what we think. But what are you feeling? You know, from from being caught up today, watching it, and just kind of like the, from each season, like if we look at like the start of Love is Blind season to the most recent episodes that I just watched, this show is like a complete sham. <laughs> It's, it's getting it's, worse every day. This like it's more getting gossip. worse and worse, and and these couples, none of them should get married. None. That, like, it, my personal opinion is love is not blind. No, it's <laughs> because, actually not. Yeah, like like I, not to sound shallow, but like physical attraction is like part of like how people like procreate and like. These people have only known each other for two weeks. Like that's insane. You can't, you can't get married to someone that you met two weeks ago. Like that is, that to me is just um, nothing good is gonna come out of that. Like you don't start getting to know someone until after like six months to a year. Like really getting to like know someone, and you have to spend a lot of time with them in that period. Um. And, like, when, every time I just hear, like, these people be like, I love you, mwah, I love you, mwah. I'm like, this is so fake. Like, or, or they're it's just lying so... to themselves. <laughs> I don't understand. The thing is, is that in retrospect, the real reality for people out there who've watched it since season one, you're never getting Lauren and Cameron again. Like, I, yeah. I think we all need to realize that. That was a complete fluke. It was a rom-com, like, scripted. Like, we could just edit all of their scenes together and it would be a movie. I mean, it was kind of insane. So we're never going to get that, like, genuine connection. Also, I will have to say, Amber and Barnett, I did yeah, not Amber think they Barnett. would be a last in one, but they're, they're still married. I actually like them. I like the chaos and, like, the real difference between the two couples that were in the beginning that are still together. Like, I love how one is kind of, like, cool and, like, calm and collected, and the other one is, like, kind of chaotic and fratty, but they, like, kind of go together. 
Well, and they seem like a real couple. Like, mm-hmm. like the, I, I feel like I've met couples just like them and, and like they're very real and solid. And I, I think the first season really worked well because it was a true experiment mm-hmm. and no one had seen anything like this before. But now, like we how many countless people on this show this season were already in relationships when they got on here because they're using it for fame and clout. And they like actually have admitted that. I think, like, on TikTok, it's swirling that Trevor actually had a girlfriend and that they, like, talked about him going on and he was going to use it to, like, help his profile. Like, this is... Uh, yeah, but we don't know. I mean, that was, like, all of the alleged rumors about him. But I don't know if he's going to say that at the reunion. Who knows when the reunion was done? Because all of this stuff is coming out now. So are they going to be, like, faking it at the reunion? And we're like, we know you had a girlfriend. Same yeah. with you, Jeremy. You were living with a woman and I think she had a child. Like several months when you like actually applied for the show so i'm like what <laughs> like he is a serial killer <laughs> he if sarah Matthew Ann... was the most sane one <laughs> like where yeah. is he where how did that he? happen how did matthew become the most eligible bachelor on love is blind <laughs> the bar is in hell y'all the bar is in literal hell it's so bad and it's like I, I don't want any of them to get married. I do think the one, what is it, Johnny? There's a Johnny and a Jimmy, and I get them, and a Jeremy. It's like, geez, can we not have, like, three J's all ending in Y? Yeah. I'm like, this is crazy. But I think it's Johnny who's with, uh, is it Amy? Uh, yeah, I'm having a, I'm having They're a the ones that on seem normal, and that they have the birth control discussion. Yeah. Uh, they yeah. really show the lack of sex education in this country, that yeah. like he didn't really know. I mean, in reality, like this is a true thing. It's actually good to act, to see people that are questioning this because they genuinely don't know. And he didn't really know about vasectomies. He just thought it was something that you could easily do and reverse. He's like, oh, then I learned about it. And it's really like, it can be really permanent. It was like, how does he not know this? Like, yeah, and yeah. Yeah, it's a lot. So that actually, I actually like them that they're having an honest conversation about it. And he is, you know, voicing his concerns. They actually seem normal. And I kind of hope they get married. I yeah, feel like they're the, they're the only couple that I feel are secure. Yeah. Everyone else. I mean, Chelsea and Jimmy. I mean, Ugh. or is it Jimmy? Yeah, Jimmy. Can't, I mean, what? Now that piece of white bread <laughs> is so... Oh my god! He, you know they are great television because it it's just watching a train wreck in it real really time. Is. But I I don't I don't understand what she sees in him, mm-hmm. and she is she's just so insecure that yeah. like, and it makes me feel bad because clearly like she needs to do some some serious like self love and therapy. But yeah. good lord. Watching them fight. Oh my like, God. It's, I can't look away, but I like, I don't want to. It's kind of like, remember that bird box movie? Yeah. Where like, like people are like keeping their eyes open. That's how I feel watching yeah. it. Like, I really don't want to watch this, but like, their, I kind of have to. Their first night together, I physically like retracted into my body. Like, I, <laughs> I could not handle it. I was like, this is the most awkward thing. And like, I, I feel awkward. Could you imagine this fucking camera guy like in there being like, 
oh my god, this is so weird, but I have to keep the camera straight. Like, I, I can't be, like, making any, like, audible sounds, because I'd be like, oh, this is so crazy. <laughs> like, as I'm holding the camera, or even if I was a producer in the back, I'd be like, oh my god, are you guys seeing this? What the fuck? They, they don't get along. Like, not to mention Jess. Jess, I saw on TMZ that she was caught in, like, the airport with, uh, I'm gonna Google it right now. She was caught in the airport. Here's my tinfoil hat theory, my conspiracy theory on Jess. I think Jess may be a producer. I think Whoa. she may have. I think she may have been. This is my. This is my uh, high level conspiracy theory. I think she may have been sent in. And have we seen a photo of of her daughter? Not that we would, but I wonder if if that was like a. It was like she was the only person that have has ever on six seasons had a child. Which I was like, oh, that's cool. But then it was the fact that like. Jimmy got into a situation where he had to choose between a woman who was married before and then a woman with a child. The way that they kind of set that up in the editing made it look like he was like, uh, like, I don't know. I mean, I don't think that's the reason why he didn't pick her, but it made it look like these are these two things. And then when he found out that Chelsea was married before, he was like, what? Like, he kind of had like a bigger problem with that. Like, that was more of a hurdle for him than someone having a child. It was like, you were married before? I was like... In my head, I'm like, yeah, you were married before? <laughs> like, I'm like, can we get him on the line? Is he have a TikTok? We need Chelsea's first husband. We need to know, like, what happened there. <laughs> like, yes, I need to know. Yes, I want to know. I want to know. Oh, my God. That's, wow. I kind of love that theory, and I, I kind of hope it's true. Because then when she comes in at the lake house, she kind of, like, is sitting with Jimmy, and then he's like, you're my number one still. I was like, Still? How come we're not going to go back to that? He said number one still, as in I'm still engaged with Chelsea, but you are still my number one. And I feel like she led with her looks, meaning like she knows how she looks. And she was kind of like flirting with him, but in a weird way. I was like, did they tell her to do this? Why does she like him? She like still likes him. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Like what happened? Oh, and oh the my fact God. that they got in that fight about him. Okay, so let's let's oh go my, to. We, we have to unpack it. <laughs> we have we to have unpack. To. Okay, their first awkward fight was when they had moved into the apartments, and randomly he just like kind of spouts out that she's clingy, and she like lo- <laughs> like Chelsea loses her mind, and then she's like, oh, I mean, I had sex with you this morning. I was like, this is a soap opera right now. This is no <laughs> longer reality. And then she and then he's just clingy. like yeah this is crazy and he's like uh now that we're on the sex i was like oh no what is he about to say and when he was like yeah i'm gonna need you to like chill i'm gonna need to take no i'm gonna need to take a breather on that for a minute my <laughs> jaw dropped i was like shut the fuck up you did not just say that what man has ever said that ever that is that is something you do not want to hear that is no. something that like yeah oh my when when he said that my jaw dropped i was like i felt bad for chelsea in that yeah. moment i felt bad for chelsea because you're trying to get something that he's never going to give you yeah well and, and i think that's something with her like like this is just my um dr jules here being a psychiatrist <laughs> like her yeah armchair psychiatrist her anxious attachment is like unparalleled yeah like she she just so craves the constant reassurance and affection and if you listen to him just the way he speaks like he's he seems to try to communicate but he is unable i think his Mm -hmm. his like mom probably just babied him and wiped his butt till he was 14 
And like, <laughs> he can't, like, he just can't do anything for himself. And that's why someone like a Jessica, like, isn't good for him because like, she wants him to be more direct and yeah. like kind of on her level. But like, he needs someone who's going to like coddle him. Mm-hmm. Oh, which I, completely. Which I think Chelsea does, but Chelsea also wants to be coddled. She, yeah, she demands a lot from him. Yeah. He, I feel like he doesn't demand that much from her, but she demands so much from him. Like, now in the later fight, she's now saying that, like, he went... This is another problem I have, like, a postscript. Producers, what's going on here? Why are you guys not following them all the time? Yeah, yeah, like, they should be I don't, followed all the time. What the fuck? He goes to a bar and then other cast members were there and he's like... She's like, yeah, Mackenzie. He's like, who told you that, Mackenzie? I was like, wait, so then you guys all know each other and you're all partying. This is the second bar event where multiple cast members have been there has been alcohol hello <laughs> like yeah why are they not filming yeah which makes me think is it real yeah is the whole thing set up because remember he they meant they're breaking the fourth wall now which i've noticed like i think it's chelsea and jimmy they were he was like well whatever i brought her on camera i, I set up my friend to come in on camera i was like why is he saying on camera like, yeah. you're not supposed to be breaking this wall. And now she's like, no, you did it off camera when the cameras were down. He was, like, telling her. I was like, so they that means they, they schedule, like, all right, we're filming from, like, 10 to 4. Well, then clearly mm-hmm. I know the fucking cameras are in here. And I know that at 5 o'clock I can, like, blow and, like, let have if I'm mad at you. Because yeah. the cameras aren't here. Yep. And then it's just weird the next day. And you have to kind of, like, say, well, last night we had a bit of a fight. So Bring- was, that, was that even real? Bring fight. back Jersey Shore where there are uh, literal cameras uh, in the bedroom. And when it's like black and white and they're sleeping, you can see the tan spray marks on the sheets. Oh my God. Like, that's uh, what I want. That's the kind of like, that's what we need in reality television. And that's what makes me think that this whole fight is fake. Mm-hmm. We need but, a surveillance state. This is why I love Love Island because it's like a literal <laughs> surveillance state. They put them in that villa and there's just cameras in like bushes and like headboards are everywhere. So they like incredible. cannot go anywhere. It's great. That's why I, I was just telling Jules off off air that I finished the Love Island All-Star series, which I'm a massive Love Island fan, if people did not know. I, I've tried to get everyone to watch it, but it's a, a big commitment. It's like 40 episodes a season, and it's like every day for like, I think six weeks or something, but the All-Stars just ended, and I'm currently in my like parasocial following the couple era because I need to make sure that my faves stay together, so Josh and Sophie are like my ultimate faves. They should have won. Third place is all right, but they should have won. <laughs> um, and I may do an episode recapping my reality TV thoughts because Summer House just started this week on Bravo. I have a lot of Vanderpump Rules thoughts and like Love Island wrap up. So yeah, I I might do that this week or weekend. Who knows? But, yes. But back to Love is Blind. Okay, so also I find it suspect that... Okay, so Jimmy and Chelsea are fighting. They're fighting like in the bathroom and he says she's drunk, which I thought was yeah. weird and, that he brought and that up. I, I feel like all of them are drunk all the time. Yeah. That's how they keep Love is Blind uh, messy. <laughs> I mean, that's the secret sauce to reality yeah. TV is alcohol. And now people are getting sued for it. This is also why Love Island is kind of not as good as it was in the first two seasons. It was off the rails. Like when I tell people that if you watch it now, I think there's a two drink maximum that they're allowed to have like for the oh, day or the night or whatever so you see them with glasses but things don't things kick off a little bit when you get like further into it because they've been in there so long 
But the early ones, if you want to watch a show, watch watch Love Island UK season two. It is okay. off the fucking rails. Everyone's smoking cigarettes all over the villa. Everyone is just screaming and all these various British accents. It's incredible. Like, <laughs> I love it. And, and they're all having sex. All of them. Like, all the time. In the room. They're all in one massive room and they're all like, yeah, whatever. Now, when people kiss, it's like a big deal. They're like, oh my God. Oh my God. He like took her breakfast. But before it was like, oh no, one person got engaged like at the finale. <laughs> he was like, I love this girl. I want to get married. I was like, okay. Like it's, it's yeah, it's really crazy. That's where you can't fake it, I guess, when you're, when you're doing it that way. But 90 day, I mean, they can do a better job. Matt Sharp, help him out. Help him out. Yeah. Yep. Come on, Matt Sharp. Help, help. He's like, no, fuck no. That's, like the, <laughs> that's my biggest competition. I'm not going to help him out. So, okay, so Chelsea and Jimmy are fighting. He brings up the fact that she's drunk. And then he she mentions that the night before, it's like 8 o'clock or maybe like 9 o'clock, and he goes out. And he goes to like a frat a frat house. Because she goes, you were at a party. And he she's like, you didn't invite me to come. That I thought that was weird that he didn't invite her. Because we've met the girlfriends, but I was like, why have you not met the guy but, friends? But didn't he say, he said... I was going to invite you, but you wanted to stay in. So he just went out. At least that's what I got from it, where he was like, you literally said you you didn't want to go out. And he was just out for an hour and a half. And that's true. Yeah, he wasn't out there. He was like, I had one drink and then I left. And then to me, that seems totally like normal. Yeah. Like, because didn't he just say his friend got engaged or something? It was like or, a birthday or something. Yeah, yeah birthday. It was like a, yeah. yeah. It was just like a birthday thing. He made an appearance and he came back. It wasn't like he, he pulled a fucking Jeremy and was out till six o'clock in the morning. You know, it was an hour and a half. Oh, I'm sorry. Laura's a fucking bitch. So I don't really feel that bad. He's awful too, though. They're both pretty yeah, terrible. Bo- both Ugh. of them are terrible. Uh, watching, watching her yell at him, though was fucking hilarious <laughs> it really was someone else i think it was kim and kyle from reality craig right they they had a, a really funny uh, conspiracy theory i think it was kyle he was like what i think happened because we're all like fucking detectives and have no lives he's like what i think happened why he was like confused why she knew that he was uptown is because i'm pretty sure he left his phone in the car but he had like an apple watch that was still tracking his location and it's still connected to the phone so she could probably yeah. see that like the watch was uptown. I was like, this is so crazy. I can't believe also, that. Like, like, like imagine being in a relationship where like you have to do that. Where That's but, I mean, like, granted, like if if my fiance was, you know, gone at five o'clock in the morning and I did have their location, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna check it. Yeah. But like it's just it just their whole relationship is they I'm I'm so glad that they're no longer together. Did you see that Laura intimated that that he got a blowjob in the car at the <gasps> lake house? Did you see no, her do that with her mouth? But honestly, but honestly, like I wouldn't be surprised. No, I didn't see oh, that. I have oh, to go back and rewatch. I also love when they got on the when Sarah Ann, the girl in question that he uh, was in the pods with, but then like didn't pick and he picked Laura. When she goes to the lake lake party, I love that she gets railed by AD. AD's like, "Girl, no, <laughs> like what yeah. the fuck were you doing?" And she's and like, wow. A- AD was keeping it real. And Sarah yeah. was getting defensive because she knows that she broke girl code. Like she broke oh, girl code. Yeah. She hell she yeah. knew that he was he he was, you know, a a fiance to her. 
and she still sent that DM. She broke girl code, and AD was not gonna have it. And like, see, AD is the kind of friend you want. Like, yeah. AD will stick up for you. <laughs> a- AD is a much like many of us, much like me. Gives great advice, but cannot take it. Like Clay, <laughs> I'm sorry. What what's going on here? He basically is telling you, I'm gonna cheat. But I just, I'm trying. I'm f- like, him and Jimmy are like fighting for their lives, trying to prove that they like want to get married. I'm like, guys, you don't have to do this. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I don't understand. You guys are not ready, and it's okay to not be ready. And Jimmy, it's okay to not be ready to fucking marry someone you've known for two weeks. Like, yes. Yes. This is crazy. And Nick Lachey and Vanessa Lachey are like the devil incarnate. It's a jump scare when they show up. I'm like, why? Yeah. Why are you here? I can't stand either of them. Oh, and I think they're trolling us at this point because they know that people want them off the show, but I think they're like part founders or something, so they probably can't be thrown off of it. But yeah, yeah. it's really fucking obnoxious. Who else do we have in there? Yeah, Laura and Jeremy are just... That was pretty funny how he got called out. Sarah Ann, they go on those jet skis. I was like, wait, they're going on two separate ones? Like, that's weird. Okay, yeah, I thought they were going to go on one together. Yeah, yeah same. That was weird. And she's like, the way they had that conversation, like, out on the dock, kind of, like, removed from even the shore. And she was like, yeah, well, you know, I just, like, I had to do it. I had to, like, see what was up. And he was trying to, like, I don't know. I can't read him. Jeremy's an interesting read. He I, he scares me. I don't me. know how he feels, exactly. He, but who knows? I think, I mean, I think he just wants to hook yeah, up with her. He is kind of scary. I think... I can I can give him all the credit like I can of you know him being like crazy narcissistic smart serial killer but at the end of the day like he's a dude and he wants to fuck Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know like he's it's pretty simple at 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 the end of the day and like that's just the vibe that he gives me with Sarah and and uh, yeah Laura him and Laura were sleeping together though right yeah that is I think so I think they did I think she said that yeah I think so Kenneth and Brittany, wow. No! That ended just overnight. What happened? I was so sad. You know why? Because Kenneth at at the, uh, like, when they were in the DR, I was like, oh my gosh. Like, what a sweetheart. He was pulling out her shoes for her and just, like, waiting on her hand and foot. And I was like, what a sweetheart. I thought Kenneth was such a sweetheart. And then boom. <laughs> yeah, the boom Nothing. gets lowered. <laughs> oh, oh I know. My I, have, God. I have some tea. I have some tea about that. So, okay. Jessica, is it Jessica? Yeah, Jess. She was, this is why I think she's also the producer. She was on Nick Vile's podcast, The Vile Files. If anyone out there knows, Nick Vile is like one of the famous like bachelor villains. I didn't watch The Bachelor, but I just know that he's a bachelor villain. Anyway, he has a podcast. He has lots of people on from reality shows. She said that that breakup was a reenactment. That they refilmed it and they were done when they were in Dominican. <gasps> yeah. Really? That's why I think she's a producer. How is she the one going on all these shows? Like, like I think she's been on TikTok. Jess has. She also has been on that podcast, which is a big one. So I'm like, how is she doing all this when she wasn't even in one of the final couples? Um, she's a producer. She's a ghost producer, I swear. She has to be. She has to be. <laughs> Yeah, because why would she say that? Why would she come out and be like, yeah, that was a reenactment? Like, we know they refilmed stuff, but she said that was a reenactment. They had been done. It was just, like, <gasps> so they could film it for the show. I was like, so that's why he was, like, despondent, and that's why he was just like, whatever. Because he, like, they'd already broken up. 
It was already done. Wow. <laughs> I was like, this show is so fake. And I listened to the old millennials podcast about it. Um, check out their episode. And they, I did an interview with them not too long ago. They were talking about like, you know what really helps is that like, you should just make this full trash now. Like stop trying to make it like a rom-com, like a fairy tale. Like just, just go full 90 day. Like how 90 day is leaned into garbage now. Yeah, when they used to yeah. be like a full-on documentary series about real people coming here now it's like turned into like fights and like crazy just like blow-ups and like really emotional moments and like kind of iconic meme kind of stuff that's kind of what love is blind has to become now to salvage it. yeah yep yeah if they want to keep <laughs> it going that's how it needs to evolve yeah just like oh. lean in that oh, is man. so crazy. Okay, well, we will see it. I remember when I met um, Kyle from season two. Oh, yeah, that's right. You famously yeah. met Kyle. <laughs> I, I met Kyle. I was super drunk at a wedding. And um, he told me, he was like, he's like, what you see on the show is like nothing like what it is in real life. And like just hearing that from someone who was in it, I was like, that, that it has to be true. God, that's crazy. Yeah. So crazy. Well, so okay, crazy. so we will, we'll, if we if we do another episode, then we'll pick up at the end. I, honestly, it's really underwhelming. The whole, like, bridal dress shopping wasn't really anything. And I'm not really yeah. that excited about any of the weddings. I don't care about that. Maybe if the reunion is juicy, then we'll talk about it again. But otherwise, that's just what everyone's talking about. So I <laughs> thought we would yep. break it down. Um, okay, so we're just going to talk about random music shit. So I had, like, current state of the music industry we're way past the grammys but we were both talking about it when it was on but since you are in the music biz and you pay attention more than i do what do you think about like these young people that are coming out we were talking about phoebe bridgers we were talking about um someone else uh isn't she the one in boy genius is it phoebe yeah, bridgers yep. yeah, 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 yeah phoebe bridgers we we're talking about phoebe bridgers did we talk about olivia rodrigo like no, i i we did feel... talk about her what do you think about her so, so Olivia Rodrigo, when she first came out, I was not interested. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm still not really interested, but I have, I have a bit more respect for her hustle. Um, oh, why? Like, I, I don't know. I just feel like, um, like, even if I don't like her music, like, mm-hmm. I feel like I don't, I don't have to like her music to like respect what she's doing, but she's so young and she seems to be trying to um break that barrier of like um like polished pop star like mm-hmm. and and one thing about Olivia Rodrigo that she gets a lot of um hate for is like people say she copies they're like oh yeah she copied this she copied that she copied oh, yeah. uh Courtney Love she copied oh, Gwen Stefani right, yeah. she copied Haley Williams like it's all these things but if you look at the people that she's in quotations copying like, I, I don't necessarily think it's a bad thing because when we did have Courtney Love and Gwen Stefani and, you know, Haley Williams in the forefront, like, music didn't really have any rules. Like, it was kind of, you know, those were, like, badass icons. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and she's so young. Like, what? I think she's, like, 20 now. Yeah. I, I could so be wrong, young. but she's, she's so young. So, like, do I relate to her music? No, because, like, I'm... I'm no longer a, you know, 20 year old, but um, I can like respect her hustle and I would rather people be super into Olivia Rodrigo than, or, you know, like young girls than let's say like, I don't know, Ariana Grande. Um, Like, not a Grande person. 
I, I do think Olivia is uh like a plant, but I really <laughs> who isn't a plant? You yeah, know? I was like they're all like, plants at this point. I think they're all plants. Um and 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 that's kind of it's interesting to because I know we wanted to talk about TikTok. TikTok recently um just you know got what was it universal music group yeah, took off mm-hmm. all of their music and um which like if you think about all the trending music like at least for me like i would hear like lana all the time i would hear you yeah. know, just so, so much music that was trending was from there and so i think we're gonna see maybe about like a six month to a year period where there's just going to be so much unsigned music trending but i don't think it's going to be like that for long i think there's going to be a very like short sweet spot and and then there's going to be something kind of evolving from that there's something that's going to kind of take over i don't know know, what that is yet do you know what would be interesting now as everyone not as everyone knows but i'm not a swifty but i have nothing against her but it would be really interesting if if people other artists followed her lead and like re-recorded songs and re-recorded them if they could somehow and had them only for social media i don't know if they would it would depend on their contract if they like weren't allowed to record a song that another company technically owns like i don't know if lana could re-record her whole entire all of her albums like taylor's doing and then have all of those songs on some indie label whatever i don't know if they do they it would be dependent if they own the masters, right? Like if that group owns the actual song, because then they yeah, still own I, it, right? Even if you re-record it. I just it. think it's such a disservice to like. I mean, granted, like Universal is just like a big conglomerate, but like they're doing themselves a disservice because like Lana became mainstream again because of TikTok. Yeah. Like she was art. She like don't get me wrong. She's always been like to me like a big a big artist but she there was a period especially around like covid where she was like canceled and nobody really Why? listened to her um uh, we, i think we've talked about this before but she had something called a question for the culture and um she she just said some things that i i can't support but i don't think she meant it in the way that maybe it was taken Oh um, shit! Well, I don't. I'm a new Lana listener, so I don't know like a lot of her actual backstory. Yeah. Okay. Well, we we can get into that later if if you're interested. Um, I won't spend this entire time talking about Lana because you know I can do it. <laughs> I but... know. I was like, we'll have to have a Lana episode on the Patreon, <laughs> and if you if you want to know about everything Lana, then we'll do a Patreon episode all about. <laughs> All about but Lana following her. Just going just going back to like yeah, industry plants and universal. I think I think they did a disservice. Like let if if some seventeen year old girl wants to do like a fashion TikTok and playing, you know, a popular song, just let her do it. Yeah. Let the kids have what they want. And like, helping other people buy the song. Like, that is the thing. You're actually helping people spend more money because maybe they're going to go buy that fucking song that they heard. Or yeah, stream it. Yeah, they keep hearing it. Yeah. I If I hadn't heard Murder on the Dance Floor 
a million times on my TikTok. Do you think I would have gone to see Saltburn? Probably not. Because I was like, oh my gosh, I'm seeing all these TikToks with this awesome song. I guess I have to see it now. Lauren, take me to the movie theater (laughs) so I can see Barry Keoghan's dong. Which created like a (laughs) massive... Like, I, there's something wrong. Like, something is wrong with me. There's some kind of, like, devil magic in that film. I don't know what the fuck it is. It's just something I randomly will, I'll background watch it along with, like, Love Island. I'll just, like, put it on and I'll just randomly text you. I'm like, I'm watching it again. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've been counting. I've watched it 11 times. And I love it. It's my comfort movie now. It is. It totally is. I, I can't wait for something else to be my new comfort comfort thing but right now that's what it is that is Is what it is baby girl i'm trying to look i'm trying to look up the charts right now the top songs in the u.s um according to spotify okay beyonce okay beyonce's number two with her country which i wanted to talk about why you think or it's interesting that things are going kind of country can you also believe that kanye west is number one and i think his album came in at number one i believe i had a question for you about that too oh what can i believe Um, it yeah well a can you believe it and two was it was it northwest song the Mm miss westy song what did you think about that because i thought it was kind of a bop um i mean as i have said multiple times and will continue to say two things can be true at the same time actually eight (laughs) things can be true at the same time you can be like absolutely uh someone i don't feel any uh like you know i don't feel the same way he feels politically or like socially but you can be an incredible musician i mean that yeah that's just the way it goes i actually think that kanye is a better producer than anything I don't know if we're all ready to have that conversation, but I think he's a good rapper, but I think production is where his strength really is. Um, I think yeah. he is probably one of the best producers, um, like, ever. Because he just... Even just the stuff that he did before he even started rapping was just incredible. Like, the al- the Jay-Z albums that he produced, almost every... A lot of random beats that I was thinking of, like, back in the early 2000s, I was like, shit, that's right, that's his beat. It's very much like Pharrell. Like, you know a yeah. Neptune's beat. You know a Pharrell beat. When you hear you know a Timbaland beat. Like, you... Mm-hmm. But but for some reason, I, the reason why I think Kanye is a, a really good producer is that he... His beats are not... They don't have all the same sound. Like, they, they definitely change. So you kind of, like, don't know what to expect with him. But that's probably the Gemini yeah. thing in him, too. But... Yeah, I mean, I see why I'm not a ma- I'm not a fan of Kanye, like his music, especially not his new stuff. But I can see why it would chart. I mean, I didn't think he was someone that could be quote unquote canceled. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. he somehow is still doing shit. You know, he's got people working with him still. So I don't know. I'm super excited okay. to see. I I'm so excited to see Northwest grow. Like, I kind of hope I know. she she runs Hollywood. <laughs> I hope I, she brings it she, all down. I yeah. hope she brings the whole family. Like, I hope she, she's just like, fuck this. What? She's like, what, 10, 12 years old? Is I that, think she's 10, is that right? Yeah. She's 10. Mm-hmm. And like, I would, I would listen to her. <laughs> Did you like, see the clip well, of when she speak. was uh, talking shit about her mom's dress yeah. in front of the designer? <laughs> yes. 
Yes. Oh god. And that's what I'm talking oh, about. God, we, yes. She would she would bring kind of that like Hollywood chaos back. Like everybody's just so everybody wants to be perfect and like be seen as this like Instagram aesthetic and I feel like she would take it down because she is like the immediate offspring of like the monster. She's like she's a, she's like she's a chaos demon for sure. What is what is that uh is it Beowulf? Uh-huh. Grendel. Grendel is like the Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But she's going to take it all oh down. Oh my god. She is. I think she is. I think she um, is. But yeah, Beyoncé making a country record. Country's coming back. Country's coming back. What do you think? You know, I, I, when I hear that, uh, when I hear that statement, it makes me think of when like you ask someone, "What's your like? What kind of music do you like?" And everybody says, "Oh, I love everything except like country." <laughs> you know, how yeah. many times have you heard that? I hear that from so, so many people. And then, but then I think you know, like I don't, I don't dislike country. I really like like old school country. Like mm-hmm. I'll listen to like, um, like. Uh, I would consider like Patsy Cline or like Hank Williams or Roy Orbison, like kind of mm-hmm. like old school Johnny Cash kind of sound. Um, and like maybe the most modern, I say modern, but it's like 30 years ago, like uh, Dixie Chicks or like the t- the Chicks now. Oh, okay. Um, like that's like the kind of country that I listen to. So I am curious to see, like I, I don't really think modern day country is really country i think it's like mainly pop music with twang vocals and so if it's pop music with twang vocals then i'm not about it but if they were to bring back like and we can kind of see country already like uh when i hear boy genius i'm not a fan of them but like like i don't listen to them but i can understand why people like it like all three of those artists came from kind of like Americana indie folk areas. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Even even Lana, she's been like a very long time, like even with hip hop beats, like Americana first. And yeah. um, so I see all of these influences of Americana indie folk. And if it if that really made its way, um, I think that would be really, really cool if if we kind of <gasps> You know, like made that more mainstream, but I do I see that happening? No, I think it's just gonna be like it's just gonna be pop with twang vocals, and like I'm not really into it. Someone get Connor Oberst on the line, cause my my most I guess my most recent um, country project that I've liked was the second CD in the uh, Bright Eyes albums. The Digital Ash is the digital album, and then. Um, I think it's I'm wide awake. It's morning. Yeah. Is, is See, that... that's what I'm talking about. That I would consider that country. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Like, that had like Loretta Lynn on it. I think like Loretta Lynn yeah. is, is on a song. Jack White, I think, has done some kind of country blues kind of uh, music too, which is interesting. I think going towards traditional country is like that's where you're gonna get like some of the best songwriting is like old school country songs. And and oh, I, I really think yeah, there's a power in, in country music, but like I just I, I don't know if like Hollywood is um 
I keep saying Hollywood, like, I don't fucking know where these people are, but, like, <laughs> yeah, in the mainstream, I just don't see it happening, but I, I do think that there is, like, a wave change where, like, mm-hmm. okay, so we went from, um, like, rock and roll, then rock and roll died, and then it was hip-hop. Well, hip-hop, I think, is, like, dying not dying, but like it's gonna evolve, and I think country is gonna come back. At least that's what I think. In between, you know. in between rock and hip hop, we had electronic and EDM. Yeah, and then that yeah. bled in. That bled into uh, hip hop was you know because that ASAP album. Uh, I don't know which one, but like Skrillex is on it. Yeah, like it's from yeah, like 2014 or 2013 mm-hmm. it was like the big edm thing was was really big and then it just went into like well that was also big in like the indie sleaze it was like the electronica was like coming in from the rock and the hip-hop at the same time and it was kind of yeah. like all kind of joining and then like kind of running parallel oh we have to have an indie sleaze episode like just a what? whole general thing about it and I think what was after Indie Sleeves, which, like, wasn't very far away, was, like, 2016 to, like, 20... Mm-hmm. We'll say 2022, like, at least from, like, underground standpoint, where Boy Genius, you know, came from, that was all just, like, very, um, like, sad, slow, dare soft I say... Boy. Bo- yeah, soft boy kind of soft boy, music. Yeah. Yeah, soft boy. That's the perfect term for it. Like it was just like soft boy music, and now soft I think soft boy with like, an eye. Yeah, soft boy with an eye. Just to make that clear, soft boy with an eye, like Mac DeMarco, uh, the Palo Alto movie, <laughs> basically yes. like Blood Orange. Um, Literally, like all that. Yeah, all that cool stuff. Oh, that was yeah, such a good time. I I, I <laughs> and I love that. I love that, like, era of music. I love so many eras of music because, like, there's something good to be found out of all of it. But, I, yeah, I am curious to see, like, the what it's going to be like. I've even noticed myself, like, as a musician trying to, like, um, like, what if you can only make, you know, a certain genre enough times before you get bored of it. Mm-hmm. And as, like, a musician, I... I I try to, you know, incorporate different things and and country was kind of like the next step, like Americana, folky. Granted, I've always been interested in that, but I would like to see artists kind of like broad in their ways. Also, I think Beyonce is going to do every single genre. Like, cause I think she she's going to do rock next. I hope so. But I hope Get it's Jack not White like back. glam rock. Yeah, bring Jack White and Beyonce yeah. together. Yeah, well, they have that song on Lemonade, and I fucking loved it. Wait, it's, what? Uh, yes! Oh, my God. You don't know the song that she has with Jack White on Lemonade? No, no. I think it's called Hurt Yourself. Don't hurt yourself. Oh, my God. And the riff is so good. Uh, oh, I wait, gotta I, hear it. I gotta find this out right now. Um, I wish we could play shit. I'm literally Googling on Spotify. Um, this is sad. People out there who are Beyonce fans are like, how does she not know the name? Um, it's called <laughs> Don't Hurt Yourself. Don't Hurt Yourself with Jack White. It's number three okay. on Lemonade. I was right. Um, also 2016. 2016 was like such a ripe time for music. I don't know what oh, was, was in the water, but like something in 2016, every great album. There were a lot of good movies that came out at that time too. There's something you were just talking about that I was like, oh shit. Alt Country 
I like a lot of alt country. I like Ryan Adams. I'm sorry. I have like a, I have a, a personal connection to Ryan Adams that has to allow me to separate the art from the artist because it just was a really pivotal time in my life when I found his music. So I, I mean, unfortunately I have to, I mean, all of his, his early albums, Heartbreaker, Gold, um, he did 29, he just, he's another one that I have to separate. He writes incredible music and he wrote, I don't know what he does now. I don't listen to him now. I don't know what he's been doing for like at least 10 years. I don't know what he does, but, but his early stuff from like the late nineties and early two thousands, it's like some of the best, like alt country, like folky kind of stuff that I really like. Well, that was such a good time in, in music was that like early two thousands, like, like everyone was exploding at the time. Everybody had a banjo. <laughs> yeah, and he wrote that song, uh, New York, New York. And then I think he filmed yeah. the music video like two days before 9-11. I think he filmed it on Damn. like the ninth. So he's on the banks and you see the World Trade Center. I believe that's like the last video that was filmed. So that song was out when I lived in New York. And then when 9-11 happened, I was in New York and that whole, like that song was played everywhere. And that album, he is standing in front of an American flag completely unironically. Like that, that album came out. Let me see what, when did that actually come out? So there was like an Americana vibe to it. I have to say also, if you were around, I know you were pretty young when 9-11 happened, but if yeah. you were around during 9-11, that it was Americana season because oh, it was, yeah. You you remember? I mean, you weren't that young, but you remember. Oh yeah, I I definitely remember all the music that was playing around that time, and like I, I remember watching something where someone was discussing, like how that horrific moment changed our our culture as a whole, and how we used music as a nation to mm-hmm. kind of like be united, and and like yeah, it was country music, and they're also talking about like. A lot of um like happy music like you would see a lot of um like in pop you would see like jason mraz and colby calais like oh like <laughs> remember those do you remember those yes, artists, I do. Though? I, I... it's so cringy it's cringy but i'm bringing it up because it's music history <laughs> um, i used to talk we to don't mike have to the... like it i used to talk to mike all the time about uh katie tunstall and i would always call her that katie tunstall bitch she was like yes her the one who sings <laughs> suddenly i see that you would hear everywhere it was oh in every God. movie intro in like the early 2000s it was everywhere God, it, it was no seriously it was in every single movie trailer Everyone. And, and now it still plays in you know every giant safeway uh, any grocery store you can think of. <laughs> when you start vibing to the grocery store playlist or the CVS playlist, you're old. Like a- as they <laughs> as they say on like some memes, like if you know all the songs in the CVS that are playing on like a Tuesday afternoon, you need a retinol. <laughs> like you, <laughs> you're at the age for an eye cream. I'm sorry. Like basically, that's what that was. I love all those. They're so funny when people say that. Like you need like if you need this, you need a back. <laughs> a back aspirin or like your back is probably hurting right now um okay so the gold ryan Ad- ryan adams album came out september 25th 2001 so that means back in the day that was already in the pipeline like that already had been in production for months i'm sure just to have it distributed everywhere so it won all these grammys it won like best rock album best male rock vocal for new york new york so that was like a big 
So, like, his stuff is very, like, Americana to me. And he has songs about, like, when the stars go blue. Like, very, like, patriotic shit that I didn't really think I'd be into, but I was at the time. And that yeah. Bright Eyes album, Poison Oak, is, like, oh. my ultimate Bright Eyes song. I love Poison Oak. And uh, I saw him on that tour, the Digital mm. Ash, uh, Digital Urn, and then, like, that one. Oh, it was so good. Like Incredible. So, so I'm good. I'm so jealous. Ugh. It was great. I have to say, did it you was ever great. hear Connor over? I guess it was Bright Eyes. Uh, when the president talks to God. Why does that sound familiar? And he he performed it on like late night TV with a cowboy hat, oh. and the song is basically shitting on George Bush. And oh, it is so like I. I was so moved watching it. Like when you think of the time it was, I was like, damn. Yeah. I remember you... watching it during the Trump administration and like it hit different. Oh, and oh, do you remember there was that huge like onslaught of artists that were doing like anti-Bush songs? Uh, yeah. One of my favorites is Rilo Kiley's opening track to their third album, More Adventurous. I'm a huge Rilo Kiley head. Love them so much. They Their opening song was called It's a Hit. And it's all about Bush. And it's like this really cutesy folk beat, like folk song, but it's like all about Bush. It's great. Wow. We should make a playlist since we made one for our our Priscilla episode. Um, And since we're doing like, we'll put on an Olivia Rodrigo song. I actually have a a favorite Olivia Rodrigo song. um, Okay, cool. From from her first album. I I think just to circle back to her, I actually usually cringe about these youngins because i'm probably like you know half jealous that i don't get to live in this like cool world like she did and she looks really fun and i was definitely not this cool when i was like 18 and i I wish i could have like recreated the whole album cover like that would have been my like ultimate dream but her (laughs) album sour um the song brutal i know has been played a ton of times but i fucking love that song like there's just something about it. it it makes it reminds me also of like sleigh bells and it reminds me of, like, that era when you got that, like, dirty, fuzzy guitar and, like, kind of, like, short. I like that her songs are kind of short, too, for the <laughs> most part. Like, that song's, like, two minutes, I think. So, Again, yeah. I, I kind of like her. Song... Also, her... Oh, what? Oh, I was just going to say uh, the song Deja Vu. Like, I-, I know everybody knows it and hears it. But, like, when I heard it, I was really paying attention to the production. And I was mm-hmm. like, I got to give it to her. Like, the song's cool. It's a cool song. Yeah, and like I, I, I like part her. of me might be jealous too, cause like she's like young, she's doing her thing. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I, I can't, I can't disrespect the hustle. Yeah, I was like, you know, do you? Also, uh, whoever does her visual team, I, I a a plus to that because her newest merch catalog. Have you seen her newest merch catalog for her no. latest tour? It is modeled after the Delia's catalog. Like what? it looks like an old Delia's catalog. I was like. I'm sorry. I love this girl. Whoever's working on her creative team needs a fucking raise. They're like me. Like, this is what I would do if I was given a pop star. And I'd be like, this is what we're doing. We're going full 90s. We're going like niche 90s. Like, we know exactly, like, I hate to say it, that the moms of the kids that are going to your shows, they're probably going to recognize. But the kids might not. But if if they do, if they live online, then they will recognize it. Because TikTok knows about Delia's. I know they do. Um, But I thought that was really cool. That was like a that cool is, touch. That is super cool. Yeah. 
And her videos are cool. Petra Collins does her videos, which I'm, you know, eh, like she's all right. But I, I get she has a vision. It's not all my cup of tea, but I get that she has a vision. But it's cool that she's got like other women doing her videos. Like she just seems to kind of get it, I guess, for yeah. lack of a better. She seems to get it. Um, mm-hmm. Let's see. So what else do we have? I had like musician rivalries because I did the... This is funny. This will be funny for you. I did the episode for Amadeus for Patreon, uh, the movie about Mozart and like his kind of rival that he has a situation with, almost a situationship <laughs> with. Um, it's great. But so Charles, we and Charles were doing it and he was like, who I told him, like, you know, think of your favorite, like, who is the rivalry that you like? And he was like, who do you think uh, it's Salieri is the conductor and then it's Mozart. And he was like, who do you think was Kurt Cobain Salieri? And I was like, Billy Corgan. And he was like, I was literally gonna wow. say <laughs> yeah. when when I when when I saw that prompt like of musician rivalry, I literally thought Nirvana, like yeah, yeah. Kurt Cobain and Billy Corgan. Yep, that was gonna be mine. <laughs> and I was like, it fits in perfectly because even in the film, like Salieri ends up living like to an old man and Mozart dies really young. And he ends up like throughout his whole life, people are still talking about Mozart, as we still are hundreds of years later, even now. And Salieri is not a household name. He is a, a conductor and or not kind of a composer and really, really good composer too, but obviously not as memorable as Mozart. But I was like, it's so crazy that it, I mean, I'm sure this happens to lots of people too, is that it's like your greatest rival and then unfortunately the reason why your rivalry is cut short is because of like the demise of one of them but people still throughout your life and career will always be asking you about this like quote-unquote rival forever yeah. no matter what you put out oh, it doesn't matter another you know? another rival would be um robert smith and morrissey oh they do have a rivalry huh they have a rivalry of who's the saddest boy <laughs> It's Robert I, I personally, yeah, I personally am a Robert Smith fan. Um, I've always said he was the cool uncle that I never had. Um, oh, he is. And yeah, he's just so cool. And I think his songs are better. Like, honestly, the Smiths could have any other person like in the front. I think Morrissey was just louder <laughs> than, yeah. you know, another person. But like Robert Smith, that was his baby. The Cure was his baby. Um, as far as the Smiths I, go, wasn't it Johnny Marr? Wasn't it like the Johnny Marr? Like, is he like yeah. the Noel Gallagher of? Uh, yes. Okay, so he's like the music, I, but it's the swagger and like the kind of frontman status of Morrissey that is likened to like a Liam, where he exactly. becomes. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. I love Liam Gallagher yeah. so fucking much. Like, I I think I posted something on Instagram the other day that it was a clip of his interviews. I when I get into like a bad mood or I just need to be picked up, I watch Liam Gallagher just like refuse to answer questions on like various interviews <laughs> and him being like, "That's stupid." No, <laughs> like just drinking and <laughs> acting a fool and swaggering. And I love his walk and I love his parkas and I love everything about Liam Gallagher. Um, so yeah, I, I, I do appreciate that front man. And this is what I have to say about the 1975, because we've now, I kind of sort of canceled, we've kind of sort of canceled Matty Healy, but I feel like he was trying to be like the Liam of this era. He was trying to be like the loud Manchester, like Mancunian, like, you know, I'm fucking crazy. But you dated Taylor Swift. So I, that was odd. And then he went, got into like a whole bunch of hot water about all this weird shit that he said. I think 
I don't even know. It was just, I was like, okay, I never cared about him. I liked the early 1975. I'm not going to lie. I did like their albums. I liked their visuals. And then I lost the train. I lost the plot when it got like too much, but they had yeah. no competition. This is what I miss about the nineties music scene. Especially I was listening to the old episode that we did on the VMAs. Cause I need to do another VMAs episode soon, but I was like, this is what I love about the old VMA, especially in the 90s, is there was, like, really good, healthy competition. Like, you had other, like, alternative rock bands, but everyone did their own shit. That one person was on top at one point, then the other one, that it was kind of, like, floated around. Now, it's like you only have, like, one or two bands that are even in the same genre. So, they're like, what competition is there? Everyone's kind of indie. Everyone's just kind of, like, off doing their own shit. So... It's not the same kind of like rivalry, I guess that you And it's it's also like this the thing that I saw from the Grammys was it was like the same like eight performers yeah. for everything. It was the same eight performers for everything like and and it just got a little tiresome. One cool thing was it was mainly women. And uh-huh. it used to not be that way. That's like, true. Like so it was totally dominated by women, which is really cool, but yeah, there's not a whole lot of competition. And that's why, like, me personally getting, like, and I, apparently, like, where do I, where do I begin? I'm not going to talk about the Grammys. I'm already getting heated up. No, you can. Let's talk about the scammies, as they call them in the, the industry. The scammies. <laughs> the scammies. This, this year at the scammies, we, we, Lana was robbed. Lana oh, was robbed. You know what? so robbed. I'm not I'm not upset about Miley getting her first Grammy. You know why? Because I heard that song every fucking day at work. And you know what? It slaps. Did I get annoyed of it? Yes, but I, I think she deserved it. And I thought she went up there with personality. Was and she was very nice I, to Mariah Carey. Um I what were you gonna say? love Miley Cyrus. She yeah. is the uh, you heard it here first. She is the only diva pop star we have. She, yeah, no one's true. doing it like Miley. Miley has an incredible voice and has forever. And she honestly, I would watch her in concert. Like I would go to a Miley show. I think she's so fucking cool. I'm like, how are you yeah. this cool? Like you're just like, she's an incredible country voice. Incredible. Yeah. Her well, range. She, I love the way she talks. Yeah. She's that raspy cigarette smoking kind of voice. I like love the way she talks. She just sounds so cool. <laughs> Yeah, she and, and I think she's gonna be kind of like our next Dolly Parton, Hell like yeah. where when when she's older, she's still gonna be cool as fuck, and like so that I was fine with. But like, come on, give me a break. How many how many Grammys does Billie Eilish have? She probably has you know one for every day of the month, and and I just think, I I think there are there's like favoritism. There's got to be something in it that I don't even understand, but just between Taylor and Billy, Ugh. like there, I just would like to, and I'm not saying everybody deserves an award, but just give me something new. Yeah. Like why wasn't, why wasn't Mitski there? Mitski had, like, she is huge. People yeah, love Mitski. Like, like bring someone like Mitski to the Grammys. Like why? Like, and, and the reason why I was so upset was I thought Lana's record was, like, kind of a Fiona Apple um, era of, uh-huh. like, I thought maybe this could be it. Like, the Grammys, it'll be, like, when when Fiona Apple uh, won on the Grammys. And that's what I was really hoping for because I felt like this album was a title. 
I, I think, I think this was a, a moment culturally, kind of how everyone felt with, with listening to title and how it affected so many people mm -hmm. like and young women in particular like i i just was really hoping for that and i was really disappointed and um i hate the scammies i hate them i'll never watch them again even if lana's nominated or another artist that i really like i'm just not watching them the one difference i will say between lana and fiona apple's title was i would agree in that they were in the same vein but for title that was her debut and that's oh, the first time we heard her. Yeah, and that was pretty groundbreaking for that to be that the was. entry into Fiona. And I believe that her third album, Extraordinary Machine, I don't know if that was reviewed that well. I know when the pawn was really big. Like that yeah. that had the same impact that Title did. But Title, because it was Title, hey, this might be a really hot, hot ooh, burn your hand take. <laughs> but when I first heard Fiona and I first heard uh, the, the same people I will put in the same boat when you hear debuts, I will compare Fiona to an Amy Winehouse. It was like, yeah. who the fuck is that? Like, no, who the fuck is that? We have never heard a peep like that. And we all must immediately know who that is, listen to exactly what they're saying, and we need to hear this whole album. And that basically is how it was when Amy Winehouse came out. It was like, no way. Who is that? Yeah. And that's... That's the only kind of, like, I want to say, I don't want to say it's, like, a disadvantage, but with Lana, she has such a strong fan base that's been with her through so many of her eras, and back then, in the day, people didn't have, like, quote, eras. Like, yeah. the only person that had an era and that deserved an era was Madonna. She was the only one who could do it and do it well, and we expected it from Madonna. We always knew the next Madonna cycle was going to be completely different. Like, when she came out with the music album where she had like the yeah. uh, cowboy you know outfit oh, on and love stuff. That like, album. I yeah, love that album so good and she just came that was another that like uh love isn't true that like tell me love isn't true and she's doing like oh, the yeah. rodeo thing like madonna's like i've done this shit before <laughs> like yeah y'all can y'all can catch up if you want now gaga i don't feel that way about she just is a madonna copy quite honestly but um just for a different era which is fine i mean you know things evolve you know, but What's interesting is I everyone says that uh, Gaga is a Madonna copy, which I, I see it, but I think of Madonna more as a share. And the reason yeah, why I say true. that is because like like uh, Gaga wants to be in movies so badly and like mm -hmm. like I'm and I can't speak on it because I've never actually seen a movie that she's been in. Um, I haven't either. But but just because I don't have any interest, like, that's when I stopped watching American Horror Story because I was like, I just don't oh. have an interest because when she speaks, it's like the Gaga voice and I can't, is, yeah. I just can't separate her Ooh, from Gaga. I do love Hotel, though. It's <laughs> one of my favorite horror story seasons. Because oh, everyone really? else, yeah, everyone else in it makes it worth watching. I don't like Gaga either, but I, well, I watched it with Jai once and she was like, I'll only watch it with you because I'm not going to spend time watching Gaga. I was like, but look at everyone else. And everyone else is incredible in it. Like Sarah well, Paulson's you, great. Yeah. You know me. I love, I love Chloe Sevigny. But like, I wasn't going to watch it because of Gaga. Like, <gasps> Ooh, yeah. You should. It's a good Chloe season too. You should. I <laughs> you love, actually should. I yeah. love Chloe. But I mean, 
I I love Chloe too. I mean, I we're I have so many different topics here. My next art, my next article, my next uh, topic was speaking of Chloe. Is who's your favorite? Who's like your ideal internet family? I was looking at an article about how there's like baby girl, there's mother, there's daddy, and these are all these like internet slang words for celebrities when we love them and want to like praise them. We're now calling them like our parents and our children. I have no idea what's happened, what's going on, but that is what happened. Um, so I asked Jules, I was like, so who's your, I'm like, Chloe Seveny's mother, like forever and always like, and so is Bjork. Like her, both of them can be my like mothers. Um, uh-huh. my two dads, That's a good choice. My, my two daddies always. And even since I was like 15 are definitely Perry Farrell and Scott Weiland. I used to like actually hope and wish and pray that I was the adopted daughter of them. And I would like live in this amazing house with, Jane's Addiction frontman and Stone Double Pilots frontman. And I thought they would dress me for school and I would look so cool because they both dress so cool. So they're still my like 90s perfect dads. And my now daddy is Pedro Pascal. I mean, come on. He's yes. like the ultimate daddy. I love him so much. Um, I don't know yes. who my baby girl would be. I have to think about it. Who's who's your like fake internet family? So, okay. So I made like... I made a real one, and then I tried making a funny one, but it oh, may okay. just be funny to me. But, okay, so daddy would be David Lynch. Ooh, yeah, he is like a dad, I yeah. Feel, <laughs> I feel like he just gives, like, daddy vibes. Mother is Lana. Mm. And then baby girl would be Kurt Cobain. <laughs> oh, he, yeah, he is such a baby girl, though, for sure. Yeah, he, I feel like Kurt gives off baby girl vibes. Yeah, he does. He actually is, like, probably the OG. The OG, OG like, baby, baby girl. girl. Yeah, I think I yeah. think it's Kurt. Unknowingly. I think, yeah, yeah, he was he was the OG baby girl. That's the cringiest thing um, I've ever said on this podcast. Like, I know, <laughs> I know. As soon as it left my mouth, I was like, oh, God. Everyone's gonna unsubscribe. They're like, fuck this. Now she's saying Kurt Cobain's a baby girl. I'm done. <laughs> I'm so done. Oh, God. I apologize, you what guys. What happened to I our apologize. 90s queen? She's talking about Love Island and Kurt Cobain being a baby girl. <laughs> We've lost her to the dark side. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, guys. Okay. I'm about to watch this Real Housewives Beverly Hills reunion tonight. <laughs> I know. Oh, Daddy. God. Daddy Shrek. Mother Anna Delvey and baby girl Edward Cullen. <gasps> Edward Cullen, not the Pats though. It's actually Cullen. It actually has yeah, to be Edward. Yeah, the actual Cullen. Yeah. Someone said the other day that Stephanie Meyer's brother's name is Jacob, and I like couldn't breathe. <laughs> what? No, so, no. Are you? You're fucking so with me. You're verify kidding. it. Verify it. I saw it on Twitter, so it might be completely fake. But I like fell out. Someone just like tweeted like. Ever since I learned Stephanie Meyer's brother's name was Jacob, I, like, have not been well since. I was like, oh, no. That's too weird. Is it true? I oh, my, really... Wait one second. I'm looking. <laughs> it's like, Stephanie Meyer, is your brother's name Jacob? Because we have some questions. Like She wh- has a brother. Wait. Is his name she Jacob? Ha- she has a brother named Seth. One of them is named Seth. Which is uh one of the Juliet characters. Uh... Oh my god. What is Her it? siblings are Jacob, <gasps> Seth, and Heidi. 
and Emily. <gasps> she has, dude, the incest continues. <laughs> this is a Mormon story oh. through and through. Oh, oh my, my god. god. Okay, so Incredible. that Twitter person was right. That's <gasps> so wild. I was like, what the oh. fuck? My so headache wild. just started. It might it, that just took all my brain capacity to uh, process. <laughs> oh so, my god. Okay. Also, you so, forgot to mention our. Oh, actually, no. He would be the husband. Is Jack Black? Jack Black is is hubby. We need a we need oh, a yeah. word for hubby. He's not a daddy. Yeah. He's like a hubby. He's a hubby. <laughs> yes. That's a great word for Jack Black. Um. I'm looking oh, back I over love here. Him. Let's see. Wait, what is that thing you were telling me about Kate Middleton? About Jack Black? No, about what Kate about Middleton. Him? Oh, uh, she has not been seen for like three months in public. And the last we heard was she got this operation and now there's an insane conspiracy firestorm going on on Twitter. No one knows where she is. And then I saw a meme the other day that someone said that Camilla was pulling a salt burn. And I died. <gasps> I actually oh, fell out. Oh, my God. Like, I fell Incredible. out of my chair. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I should not be laughing at this. But I understand the reference. Therefore, I will chuckle. Because <laughs> it was like... They showed actually a picture of her, like, and I was like, I really hope that Kate's okay, though, because that's fucking weird that we don't know yeah. where um, she is. And now the media is really going ham on it. Everyone on Twitter's talking about it. I guess um, William had to cancel some thing that he had, like a engagement, but he canceled like really quickly before, which is not like them. So they're like reading into that. Like there were no photos of, I think they are, was one photo of him visiting her in the hospital. She was in the hospital for a long time. I don't know. We don't know. And I think it's getting like, it's getting weird now because everyone is tweeting about it. They're like, where is oh she? Where is she? Like there are a lot of conspiracy theories. Uh, someone said that she's Banksy. <laughs> someone else said that. <laughs> um, there's also a big, really weird rumor that she's like, someone said growing out her bangs. Someone else said um, she's lost at the Wonka experience. Did you hear about this Willy Wonka interactive like experience that was a complete fail that happened in, in, in Scotland? No. Oh, my God. Okay, so an AI poster was made that was advertising like a Willy Wonka experience, like an immersive thing for kids or whoever, right? So then people go. It was last weekend. People go and it was literally like just a folding table in like a room. With like, oh, it was my like God. a complete sham. So everyone's been posting these like weird videos of what this place was. And there's like this woman dressed up as an Oompa Loompa that looks like so sad. Like if you just search Wonka experience anywhere and there'll just be a lot of funny memes. And a lot of people think that that's also where Kate is, that she's lost in the Wonka experience. Oh my god. And like kids were screaming in tears. Families are asking for money. It's actually I can't wait for the movie. Oh my god. Someone someone says it looks like a meth lab. I can't. It's so, it's so, oh my god. It was really funny. There are a lot of really great memes about that too. That's like a current memeable thing for the week. I I 
it kind of symbolizes like life, <laughs> you know, like what you expect from life and then what you actually Seriously. get, you get like a cardboard rainbow and like you don't get real clouds. It's kind this of insane. This is what I wanted, okay? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The Oompa this... picture is nuts. Did you see the picture of the girl who's like dressed oh. like an Oompa Loompa? Oh my god. It's like so... No, literal meth lab. Uh, yeah. It looks like a meth lab. Yeah, it does. Oh, oh my yeah. gosh. It's pretty crazy. Um, yeah, that's what uh that 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 was another place where Kate Middleton apparently is. So I don't know, we'll keep an eye <laughs> on her. I hope she like surfaces somewhere, because what the fuck? It's kind of weird. Um okay, so Coachella lineup. Did you check that out? Uh Mother Lana is uh performing she had a rough one last year right didn't she have like a rough yeah show there? Or, or that was glastonbury oh it was a glass of, yeah um, okay. but yeah i saw the lineup i think it's awesome that she's headlining um a lot of people are kind of like saying that this uh this lineup is kind of boring really um, i don't think it's boring i think the most i think the most interesting thing on this lineup is just how at the bottom all the way at the bottom <laughs> it just says and dot 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 no doubt i know Which, like i have seen no doubt in concert multiple times and i loved no doubt um but this is shocking and it's shocking that they just put it on the bottom like i want to know more um but i i wish their delivery was a little different <laughs> Hey, did you see Gwen lately? She, they were asking her about like her old songs. Like, what are they going to play? Like, you're getting ready for Coachella. And she was like, I can't even listen to those old songs. I, I'm just like so cringy. I'm like, girl, well, you better because that was your good shit. So you better wake the fuck up now and start listening yeah. the fuck out of Tragic Kingdom because you know that's all we all want to hear. <laughs> like, come I'm on. sorry, but nobody wants to listen <sighs> to like her new country stuff since she's been married to Blake Shelton. Like, nobody wants that. <laughs> How the mighty have fallen. Gwen was my, she was my ride or die. Like, I mean, she still is. I'm not gonna, um, she's still there somewhere. That girl's still there somewhere. I just, I really hope she can bounce back to where she was. I, I, I loved Gwen. I loved Gwen. And yeah, seeing her now, it's, it's very disappointing. There is something it was like basically all of the cultural appropriation that Gwen has done over the years. Oh yeah, and uh, I just like watching it. I was like, oh god, she's flying under the <laughs> radar. Remember that she used to keep those like four Japanese girls like with her all the time, Harajuku like the Harajuku girls. Yeah. girls. Yeah, I was like, yeah, I guess we didn't say anything about that. Like, why are they here? And the luxurious music video. Oh yeah, where she was, she but- has like the nails. That's a cool video though. It is say. a cool video. Well, and then that kind of brings into the discussion of like what's appropriation versus appreciation. Mm-hmm. Because like then I was reading the comments like underneath because someone like posted a video and then like a lot of the comments were like, well, hey, we didn't see this like in mainstream and she was like bringing it and they're like, this looks like, you know, this looks like something that I would love. Yeah. And. And, I, and so, like, that's why I'm like, okay, well, there's, you know, there's an argument for appreciation. I think that she but... was, she was definitely appreciating it and kind of, like, sharing it, like, in a yeah. way. Like, hey, this is, like, how I, I don't feel like it was, like, cartoony or comic-y. Like, I think it was, 
she wasn't doing it to like make fun. This was like part of, I mean, come on, that first fucking Gwen Stefani solo album was everything. It was Love Angel Music Baby. Incredible. So good. Mm-hmm. All those visuals were incredible. All of her videos, the video for Cool, I love. The one for What You Waiting For. I mean, come on. The Vivian Westwood dress, like, ugh, so good. I saw I saw both of those tours. Ugh. They were so good. So good. So cool. I just, you know, poor, poor everyone just kind of like, why did she get with Blake? Well, I, mean, you I know, know he seemed kind of uh, safe after Gavin, but if you listen to "Simple Kind of Life," though, like if you uh. if you really think about it, she's always just wanted like stability and mm-hmm. like a loving husband. Like she's always wanted that, and like I think, I think that's what Blake Shelton gives her. Yeah, like at the end of the day, I think that's what she wanted, but just it's disappointing. I know, it sucks. It really sucks. But hopefully, I mean, I'll be looking, I'll be watching on the live stream or whatever, because I'm not going to Coachella. But Do you have, do you have anybody that you're excited about for Coachella? Um, yes, but they're all, like, not the people that anyone is excited for that I've seen. Like, I'm kind of super excited for Deftones and Blur. Oh, cool. I was like, yeah. I would be there for Blur, Deftones. I... Don't know about Sublime because the fact that Bradley Noel is not there, I don't know. It's how I feel about Stone Temple Pilots. They've lost two lead singers now. I don't, I just don't <laughs> like it. I understand that the DeLeo brothers like should absolutely perform because they're incredible songwriters and performers, but I feel like we need to change the name. We can't use Stone Temple Pilots anymore. Um, mm. I do kind of sort of have to say out of the pop girlies because i'm not a pop fan i'm an old school pop fan like i like robin i like uh you know britney christina like those girls uh i do like a few demi lovato songs but i actually really like doja cat i listened to her last album i actually really like her and i was really impressed when i saw her perform at the vmas this past year did you see that performance no I was blown away. Like, I watch it on YouTube. So I'll send it to you. I'll, I'll link it, actually. Because I was blown okay, away. Cool. I thought it was great. Her visuals were so cool. And I just kind of like how she's, like, an anti-pop star. But she still kind of yes. is. I don't know. I think she's cool. What really what really got me into her was um, that one song, Attention. When that came oh, out, I was yeah. like... yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, damn. Because I had heard other songs from her, but I was like, damn, okay, this is... This is next level. Let me like actually listen to her. And and yeah, she I like that she uh she doesn't take herself too seriously and d- she she's like the only one that does outlandish things at these like red carpet events now. Uh-huh. Like even yeah. the outfit she wore she's, to the Grammys. She's I was doing like, "Damn, it. her nipples are out." <laughs> That's so uh-huh. like Marilyn she Manson is... with uh what's her name? Oh, Rose McGowan. God. Yes, yes. I, I, another person that I feel now, now I have to say, I was mentioning separating the art from the artist. I know some people feel a way about it. Now, I personally have not been able to listen to Marilyn Manson since the allegations came out. And I was a massive Marilyn Manson fan. It does still pain me, but I feel like it's good that I don't really listen to it like that much. Like it's, it's cool. It's totally cool. 
But yeah, I, mean, I, I think that. it's because what he's done and a, alleged to have done or proven to have done or whatever, I'm like, no, this is no, no, this ain't it. Um, yeah. Cool. Okay. Oh, so the last thing I wanted to talk about, we already talked about, well, one little tidbit is Charles Peterson, the amazing grunge photographer uh, of like sub pop released a book on Nirvana. I pre-ordered it like three months ago and it came today. So I'm going <gasps> to post it on the FG library uh, Instagram to look out for that, but it's incredible. Like he photographed Nirvana like so much so he has probably the most yeah it's really cool but the last thing i want to talk about is that i recently found this podcast on spotify called the town and it's kind of in the weeds on hollywood like the ins and outs of hollywood and i'm really into kind of the back end like they talk about studios and like you know what movies they make this year there was a really good episode on female films and how the data doesn't support what you think it does like because barbie made a ton of money you would think there would be way more women in film but it actually isn't the case and they break it down by like netflix and hbo like it's really cool so i'm into all that oh so, interesting yeah i'll i'll link it i'll link that episode i'll link the podcast it's really cool so they had an episode on like what is going on with like you know the young actors of the time like this they were talking about the men specifically we can talk about the women another time but they were talking about how everyone seems to be not from the U.S. Like, we've got Jacob Elordi, we've got Barry Keoghan, we've got Paul Meskel from Ireland. We've got, like, just everyone or, or English, like, everyone who are English. So it's like, where are the Americans? I was like, we have Austin Butler and Timothy Chalamet. We have Jeremy Allen White. He's a newbie uh, or, like, a man of the moment kind of thing. Um, so yeah, you, what do you think? Like, what do you think about, you're a bit younger than me, so I'm kind of curious, like, what your, the guys that I grew up with are, like, the Ryan Goslings, the Jake Gyllenhaals, like, they're in that bracket, but what do you think about, like, the young, the younger guys that are coming up? Um, I mean, I'm a huge, like, I love Jacob Alerty. I mean, (laughs) it's still, like, new, um, but, like, yeah, my first experience watching him was in Priscilla, Oh, and, wow. Okay. Yeah, that was my first Jacob Alerty, uh experience. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, I'm smitten. And... Um, yeah, don't ever watch I, Euphoria. I think it's, yeah, I don't want to. <laughs> just because, yeah, I don't want it to ruin my... Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the, the fantasy he in my head. not um, a baby girl. Whatsoever. Yeah. <laughs> not at all. Jer- Jeremy Allen White, I, I can see the... I can see the man of the moment, mm-hmm. um, but I I can't tell if I think he's super handsome or if like his face looks like it's melting. Like I can't, I can't oh, tell. No. And like, but I think I do think he's like he's got a very unique beauty to him, and I think that's what's cool about him. And um, I-, I think maybe like I- okay, let's say like how how Jacob Elordi in Euphoria, in Euphoria is so. Um, like, like toxic, bad. yeah. Like I saw Jeremy Allen White in a movie over ten years ago, and he played this really messed up, like abused kid, Isn't like teenage Ezra? boy. Isn't Ezra in that movie? No, no. This one was. It was like a comedy oh. sketch movie. Oh, never mind. Never but it mind. was like, but it was like very shocking, and like to me, the comedy doesn't age well. Um. But I just remember, like, his, his like, scene in the movie was just so disturbing that, like, I couldn't, when I saw that he was, like, kind of the man of the moment, I couldn't separate it. The first time that I was, like, finally able to separate it was when I saw the Iron Claw. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but I'm just not, let's say with, like, the other ones, 
well, that are out there now. Like Jeremy Allen White just, is, is in a film with Ezra called After School that's from like 2008. Oh. That's what I thought you were talking about. That is, it's about this, uh, the title is an internet addicted prep school student captures on video the drug overdose of two girls. We should actually do this if you've never seen it. I've seen it a long <gasps> yeah, time ago. Yeah, let's but watch I'm, it. Yeah, I'm down to do it again. Yeah, I think it's, it's yeah, you'd like it. Also, uh, Ezra Miller update, uh, they're still being insane. And I think he's going to buy he again, so we can say he, but he's still doing uh like kind of insane content he hasn't stopped yeah, yeah. i saw that there's like a uh, a fashion line that they're doing really and yeah i just been seeing oh. ezra post a lot recently oh, but goodness gracious i don't yeah i think that's it for the career ezra's career do you think i mean i don't yeah. know i don't i don't think ezra can come back from this ever ever you think ever ever no Wow. I, yeah. I really don't think I don't think Ezra can just because it's it's a lot and he's like clearly unstable. Yeah. That's what's sad. Like it's like who's helping? Yeah. It's kinda like Amanda Bynes. Like I don't think Amanda <sighs> Bynes is ever gonna be able to come back. Oh no, I like her. D- that's kinda different, but yeah. 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 I love she's doing cameos now. Oh and that's I'm like, cool. You you go, girl, you go. Like it it's she she just makes me sad to see because I, I she doesn't seem all the way there but um <sighs> that sucks sorry but it makes go me on. yeah <laughs> the heart throbs oh no no oh yeah the heart throbs um you know I don't understand Timothy Chalamet or the other one who's the other one um oh Austin he was Butler in all the time well there's Austin Butler what is this guy's name maybe he's British I don't know. Who? He's in what? Um, Dead all the time? He was in Devil all Devil all the time. Oh, Tom Holland. Tom Holland. Like Oh, I, I forgot about him. I yeah. don't get it because like I feel like my era was like, yeah, Robert Pattinson and like <laughs> Leo DiCaprio. Oh god. Um, Leo's still still alive and well. Should I say it, Lauren? What? Say should it. I say it? Yeah, say it. Fucking Leo earned it. He, that's my hot take. He he earned that. After seeing Romeo and Juliet, he fucking earned it. This is the second podcast, maybe a third, where I have said that. Cancel me. I don't care. Everybody knows I'm right. We're already getting canceled they for saying don't... Kurt Cobain's baby girl, so it's okay. <laughs> it's like, everything from here on out is like just cancelable takes. Like, cold People takes. People are like... <laughs> People are like, stop bringing jewels onto this podcast. Extremely cold <laughs> takes. Um, another funny article we didn't get to is apparently the guy who owns the Saltburn Mansion is being terrorized by TikTokers. Uh, we will talk about that on the next one because I find that really funny. Um, but yeah, oh, this was no. super fun. I mean, there's so many uh, really just random topics that came up and I was like, I just want to talk about random shit. I don't want to have to watch anything right now. So yeah. so yeah. It was fun. Yeah, it was super Thanks, fun. Thanks, Lauren. Yeah, of course. And always everyone let us know what you want to hear about. If you want more of these, this was just kind of a random if you want Jules to do some covers of the songs that I mentioned, <laughs> then <laughs> drop us some PayPal money and we can pay Jules to do them. <laughs> but um yeah, until the next one, keep watching 90 shit and we will see you later. Bye. Bye.